Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mike Arms Run podcast show. Uh, this afternoon, I'm joined by Roman Short, who's from uh, IT Support. Uh, how are you doing uh, this afternoon, Ronan? You okay? Excellent, Mike. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you very well. Uh, just uh, uh, enjoying another sunny day, but uh, not not really getting out too too much to enjoy it because I'm busy podcasting. <laughs> very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm busy working away. I'm in a cave here, so I don't get out to see too much yeah. during the day. It's a shame when you're in a cave and the weather is lovely outside. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you know, you want to get out in it, but uh, a nice yeah. night window in the office would be nice. Yes, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I live in a, a terrace house up in uh, the, the Welsh valleys, and uh, for some reason, the sun doesn't really get to come into it very much. Like you know, <laughs> you've got to get out in it instead. So uh, yeah, exactly. anyway. You, you obviously do uh, IT support uh, services, Ronan. Tell everyone a little bit about uh, your business and what you do and how you come about doing it, etc. Yeah, well, I suppose I've been involved in the industry for what's it, 20 years now. I, I did electronics in college and did a couple of years at that. Worked for a couple of multinationals. Um, worked for Intel for a while. I worked for Motorola. I worked for a company called Celestica. We used to make... Uh, graphics cards and stuff for 3D labs and a couple of places like that. Um, worked in kind of retail with computers and stuff for 15 years. I had a couple of retail shops. We did uh, a lot of home repairs and all that kind of looking after um, printers and your home computers and phones. And and then about a year and a half ago, we realized that it was more the uh, – the businesses, our, our business was going after more businesses to, to, to look after their IT services and stuff like that. So we, we, we changed over to kind of a, a, managed, a managed IT platform where we, we, we kind of go in on, on a month-to-month basis and we'll, we'll, we'll manage everything remotely as much as we can. But uh, we, go, we, we have to go on site, obviously. But, um, so a lot, of, a lot of our stuff now is where we'll, we'll be dealing directly with office. We still do a little bit of the home repairs and a little bit of the retail end of it, but not not as big as we used to be. So it, in the, in that end, but like where our, our business sector has really started to mushroom over the last couple of months where we're managing multiple endpoints in, in per, per, like we have some, some of our offices would have 15 to 20 endpoints that we would manage and we're able to manage most of that remotely. So that's kind of our, our business model at the moment and it's working quite well for us. Okay. So um, was that a, a switch that you were, you were doing anyway, or was it a switch that's sort of forced upon you or, or you, 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 you've embraced more since the lockdown period? Um, we had, well, well, we'd started this long before the lockdown period. We're in this business for nearly two years now, so over a year and a half. So long, long before the lockdown, we were we were involved in the, in the remote monitoring and management of of offices and stuff like that. But since the lockdown, we've I suppose we've kind of pushed it on even further that we can we'll now like it used to be that you, you'd call out to the office before you'd really do anything else. But now it's all done remotely. Before like remote is is our first port of call before we even look at doing anything. So we'll try log in, see can we fix it remotely, and if we really have to go out, then we will go out. So I suppose the lockdown has forced us to be a little bit more strategic about how we how we go about logging into offices and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And and what are the main sort of IT needs 
um, for uh, businesses at the at the moment? What are the main things that you uh, do for them? Um, we kind of focus a lot on uh, business continuity. So, people, your business continuity can be anything from uh, a warm site, which is a site, uh, a secondary site that's completely built and ready for you to walk into. But the the area of business continuity that we look after is. We, we partner with, with a couple of different vendors and companies that uh, that provide us with with different platforms and services to be able to do it so we, we would provide um each endpoint or endpoint we computer server laptop whichever it is um with, with an agent on it that the machine is then backed up up to every five minutes if it's a, if it's a high demand server and like most computers and desktops don't need to be done as often. So two or three times a day, they, they're backed up either onto a device in the office, depending on the size of the office, and then up to the cloud once or twice a day. Or then if it's just a, a single laptop, it's kind of backed up to the cloud every two to three, um, every two to three hours. So if if anything goes wrong, we can within a couple of minutes, have access back to your files through through a VPN up to the cloud, or we can, uh, what's called a bare metal restore, like if your laptop gets destroyed, we can restore it back from your backup, so it'll re- recover your documents, your programs, all your settings, your computer will arrive back, yeah. exactly the same as the one that you destroyed, where if you had to go and rebuild it from scratch yourself, it's gonna take hours, days to, to, to reinstall Windows, Get all your programs back if you can get them back. Um, renew all your licenses, all that kind of stuff. Where the, the business continuity is, it's it's the speed and the ease that we we can recover all your information. So, like for for a business to keep running, they need to. We we use a, a downtime calculator. Like how much downtime can you afford for for your business? Like if that's if you have only one or two in the office, it's it's not going to be a big deal, but like it could be thousands and thousands of euros per hour is what you're going to be losing if it's a website or it's a high demand server or something like that that goes offline and you don't get it back on for hours or days where with a, with a bit of proper business continuity and plan in place that you can uh, you can recover the data very, very quickly or you can give ac- access to the data very, very quickly. And if you can give access and spin up a remote server in the cloud, they might only lose minutes of downtime. Where like yeah. if you to rebuild that from a if your if your server holds over a terabyte of data and you have to re-download that from the cloud, that's days it's gonna take. It's not it's not a matter of minutes or hours or anything. That's gonna take you days to download, depending on your broadband speed. But with the broadband speeds that are available to most customers, it's gonna take them days to recover from it. Where if you if we have a proper business continuity plan in place, we can create what's got a VPN tunnel up to the cloud. And then they just switch on a new machine, give it access to the to the the data that's in the cloud, and that's you're all back up and running. The the, the business can you will, will either spin up uh, can spin up a virtual server in the cloud either. So your server on the ground blows up, we can then create one in the in the cloud and give you access to it. So your customers and your end users can carry on working exactly the same as they were. They think they're doing exactly the same thing they were doing, but the, the, your server is not on premises anymore. It's in the cloud. And then it gives us the time. If that takes us a week, it takes us a couple of days to get your server back up and running and back to the point where it's uh, it's all operational. Um, you can keep that server running in the cloud 
pretty much indefinitely, but there there is limits on it as long as for the length of time we keep it running. But like if it takes us two weeks to get everything back up and running, the server in the cloud will run for two weeks. So like you you're getting you the zero downtime where if you had to wait and all that work to be done before you could get access to your information, it could it could take it cost you thousands and thousands by the time by the time everything's back up and running. Yeah, so 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 technically, uh, I suppose it's a bit like an insurance policy, isn't it? You invest in the backup service for that one day or that one week or that one time when something does go wrong. Yeah, like that, that's kind of a, a, a line I use an awful lot. I says, I says, we're very like an insurance company. You don't need us until you need us. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you don't know you need us until you need us is the kind of, kind of the line you probably use with them. Like people don't realize that it's going to take so long to get their get their information back and they don't realize that it can your hard drive blows up and it is badly damaged or goes very wrong there is very little chance of you getting all your information back and if you do get your information back it's going to take a long time yeah and are, 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 how, how long are you capable of keeping your business running without access to that yeah so what, what are the sort of businesses that tend to um you know, need that service more. I, I guess ones that you know where those hours cost more and more, they're more likely to spend the money to invest to protect. Yeah. Oh, hours. definitely. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of our, we would deal with a lot of financial services, kind of doctors, dentists, that kind of thing, who 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 rely a lot on their on their IT infrastructure and rely a lot on access to their server, um, where they where they can log in and all their their meetings are all and if their server goes down if a, a doctor surgery if their server goes down they use a, a, a software for organizing their appointments and organizing who's got what drugs and who needs what drugs and all that kind of stuff and if they lose access to that information yeah their business is dead like it's gone it's not it's like in the dark isn't it? it's, it's, like it's in the complete they're back to the back to the pen and paper and um not only does it does it take them a long time to get to do to do an appointment and do all the stuff like they don't have access if you walk into a doctor's surgery they don't have access to your medical files they don't know what your what your history is you think your doctor knows you quite well but like it's all on computer they don't really know your medical history off the top of their head so if they don't have it you're not going to get diagnosed properly so people like that really need proper backups in place we deal with a lot of financial services, so that where they're uh, dealing with clients, transferring funds, I suppose, and, and having policies and stuff in place, and all that stuff is, is, is stored on on servers, and a lot of it can be stored in the cloud. They use kind of cloud-based platforms now, a lot of them. So a lot of it is you're relying on someone else's cloud to keep you operational. So it's it's the it's the the third person that you need to, you need to be checking, make sure that that their infrastructure is done right. Yeah, I, I guess all the professional services, like accountants, solicitors, architects, you know, they've all got, you know. Oh yeah, solicitors. So any 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 professional business needs needs to have that their their stuff backed up. Yeah. Um, like I had a, a tax advisor rang me, that's a, two or three weeks ago, and he was working on an Excel spreadsheet, and he said. He went to open it and it said zero kilobytes and that the file was damaged. And he rang me in a blind panic going that he'd been working on this Excel spreadsheet for years. It was, no, 52 pages, 52 different tabs in it. And some of the pages had three or 400 rows of calculations in them, some to do shares. And something had happened. The file had got corrupt. He hadn't closed it properly. 
and went to open it on, he closed it on a Monday night, went to open it on a Monday morning and had no access to it. And he said, like, he could have rebuilt it, but it was going to take him weeks, weeks to do it. But, like, I could go into his backup, go back and find, like, it's not just that you're recovering a complete disaster scenario where the computer blows up. I was able to go in, log into his, his backup on, on our platform, go back to the Monday evening, go into his backup on Monday evening, select that file and restore it back to the to his computer. So that took me probably 10 minutes to do, 15 minutes by the time we figured out which folder it was in and where it was at the time. And he was able to get back working on that file where it would have taken him weeks and weeks to recover from, from the loss of the file if he hadn't had it backed up properly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's a real good uh, scenario. I guess you also help uh, people as well um, with their security? Yeah, we do. We do. We would. Like a lot of the backup, all the backups that we use and all the platforms that we use all have ransomware detection and like a certain amount of malware detection and we would provide we use we use a company called ESET for all our antivirus and encryption and all that kind of stuff where we would we would have had customers come to us who've there's been attempts at man in the middle attacks and stuff like that where man in the middle attack is where there's obviously a, an email someone's you send an email to someone and someone in the middle that intercepts your email puts in some changes, some details and whatever, and sends the email on to the person at the other end. Like we've been called into a couple of them where there was potentially oh, 40 or 50 grand nearly transferred to the wrong account and stuff like that, where those kind of things, they're very hard to to eliminate. They're not, an antivirus isn't going to pick it up because they're 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 hacking your email address rather than doing than doing any kind of uh, it's more social engineering i suppose than actual hacking into 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 your computer and doing anything they've guessed your password or they've bought your password on 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 the dark web or whatever way they've got your password and they're able to log into your email account sit in the middle and wait for you to send an email edit the email and send it on change the bank like a lot of these try change the bank account details or send you back an email saying, look, we've changed our account details. Can you use these ones instead? And it's just about, it's social engineering. So they're able to send the email when they know. So we would we would have a lot of experience with that kind of thing. Um, and we would we would have seen an awful lot of ransomwares and an awful lot of viruses and stuff on computers and on servers and stuff like that that we've had to deal with um, over the years where we, we've saved a lot of people a lot of money at, at certain times. Um, and then there's been a good few for the early stages of ransomware. There, there is no real recovery from it other than preventing it and or having a proper backup in place. Um, and like any any of our backup solutions that we use all have ransomware detection, so they'll detect if there's a huge change in the files that are being backed up. If you back up at two o'clock today and at six o'clock this evening it does another backup and there's a massive difference in the file it'll pick that up it'll anal analyze it and it'll realize that no this isn't right it'll stop the backup and you just go back to the one you got at two o'clock and you, you you carry on from there and you you clean off the computer or you take the computer out of computer off the network and 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 just wipe it and put it back in at it'll you, you can restore it back then to the time where it was at two o'clock that day um and that, that'll kind of that'll eliminate the, the the ransomware problem on it. 
So we, okay. would, we would see an awful lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it, it is on the rise, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you hear about you know, these incidents um, more and more all, all the time these days, don't you? Um, but uh, obviously a lot of people have, um, you know, uh, switched to working uh, from home, obviously because of the lockdown situation. And I think there's going to be a lot of people maybe staying working from home and, and that sort of thing. What, what are the services businesses or or self-employed people need to you know make sure they're they're thinking about when they do switch from you know the office to the house yeah well i suppose you need to look at your um your wi-fi setup or whatever however your broadband setup really so the, the the general advice is that if you're using your ordinary modem router from whoever it is three Virgin, whoever gives you the, the, the modem router, um, that if you have other people using the network, you need to separate your work from everyone else using the network. So most of these route, most routers will have what's called a guest Wi-Fi access. So if you put your your computer and your main ones that you use onto the normal Wi-Fi, and then anybody who's coming in and out of the house, don't give them access to your your normal Wi-Fi password, your then the one that everyone that your work computer now is connected to. Use the use enable the guest Wi-Fi and just give them the password for that. It just it they'll still get Wi-Fi. They'll still be able to use everything on it. But if someone maliciously wanted to hack into your um into into your into your router or whatever or in through that guest Wi-Fi, they can't get onto your network. So they can't access any files or any computers that are on your network. It kind of separates the your network from from the the, the 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 guest Wi-Fi. So it just gives you that extra level of security. And just make sure you're using a proper antivirus. Yeah. Like and you as as they say, like anything free is, is worth every penny. Like if you're if you're using an antivirus or if you're if you're working on, on your computer and you are you're working in your office you're obviously getting paid for doing it. You're it's it's expensive work or it's it's if it's expensive if it's worthwhile to your company that you, that you you're working it's obviously worthwhile that you need to put a paid antivirus on it because like if you use any of the free ones that they're fine if you're just browsing at home and you're doing little bits and pieces but if someone wants to hack in or send you a malicious email or get you to click on a link like a paid antivirus will have um will be monitoring what's going on the whole time. And if you click on something, it goes to open up. The paid antivirus will pick it up and it'll warn you. Where the free ones, some of them do, some of them don't. If you run a scan with the, the free ones, they'll usually get rid of a lot of minor issues or whatever like that, but they don't, they don't have any of the real-time scanning and real-time protection that a lot of the paid ones do. Just spend a bit of money on the antivirus. It's going, it's going to save you a lot of money in, in, in the long run. Okay, good. That's good. Um, do you have a recommend uh, recommendation for an antivirus? That's the, one, a... the one I use mainly, and it's it's mainly because they're they give they give me that it's very very good. Most of the any of the paid antivirus ones are are pretty good. They're all in around the same. Some of them slow down your computer a little bit more. You don't want to badmouth any of them, but um, I would rec always recommend ESET E S E T. Um, not very resource hungry so if your computer is a little bit slow on the slow side or a little bit older they don't really cripple your computer the way some of the big ones do 
Um, and also they're not constantly bombarding you with upselling and this VPN and buy this and add on this and add on that, where they sell you a product if you need it, like it's all done, like as as we're an MSP, we, we can we sell it on a month to month basis or we can sell it as a, as a package, a yearly package or a three yearly license, whichever one you need. And if you need, if you think you need, or we, I think you need more than what you have, we can we can then add it on then. But it's not going to tr keep trying to sell you stuff. Where a lot of the the bigger ones will tell you, oh no, you need this one and you need that one. Where a lot of people need a bit, need an antivirus and they need a firewall. They do, not everybody needs uh, um, an encrypted VPN and all this kind of stuff that they, they they'll try selling you constantly. So well, I'd always advise the the ESET one because it's not very resource hungry and it's a very good program. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds some good advice. So, are you based in uh, Northern Ireland or Republic of Ireland? I'm in Republic of Ireland. I'm in Wicklow, so it's just south of Dublin. Okay. So a lot of our customers that I'd cover kind of, we cover anywhere really, to be honest, if, if for the remote stuff, but any of the on-site stuff would be kind of the greater Dublin area, Wicklow, Wexford, um, a little bit of Kildare. Like since, since COVID, I've been... Uh, where I was in America once, I was in Spain a couple of times. I've dealt with someone in Dubai. I've been to a couple of other countries, like just remotely logged in, helped them sort them out, whatever they needed to get done. Um, because they could they couldn't get out of the building they were in to go and get anyone to look at what the problems were. So yeah. we can we can cover pretty much anywhere if it's for remote support and that kind of thing. But uh, for a local office call outs and and on-site work we we would cover a lot of leinster a lot of a lot of, and and most of the east coast yeah okay so 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 uh, so so what what would be the difference between um the services that you could do remotely and ones that you'd have to go to the office is this particular yeah, I, suppose, I suppose the biggest the biggest difference if it's hardware you kind of have to be on site to do it it's a broken cable it's a it's a it's a broken piece of hardware it needs to be physically switched out if they're capable we would deal with a couple of companies who have a capable kind of it person on site who will do a lot of the on-site i don't know i don't want to call it donkey work but the the, the unplugging and replugging in where we yeah. would give them the, the the technical expertise i suppose over the phone or or through through uh team viewer or whatever splash top has become one of the ones we use a lot the remote login softwares so we we would manage a lot of the, the 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 more technical stuff and the software end of it and stuff like that where they might have someone who in the office who is reasonably knowledgeable about how to reset stuff and plug stuff in and out where we would just come in and do the do the the more software related or technical stuff so if if it's related or i suppose cable related or anything like that it's kind of has to be on site really Okay, yeah. So, so I suppose when there's problems, you you isolate to where the problems at, and then if it's hardware, you can guess that when on site, or have to go out and sort it. And if it's a software issue or a computer issue, or whatever. Yeah, like uh, we had a, one of the ones I had was a it was a hard drive failure, and the person was on lockdown in Spain and couldn't get out. So we we were able to diagnose that it was a hard drive problem. I was able to talk her through how to try and. Uh, reinstall windows and i got her to be able to get her her recover her documents and stuff like that but like there was nothing i could do she couldn't even take in post i was going to reinstall a hard drive here 
send it out to her and talk her through how to plug it in. But she wasn't even going to get posts, so there was not a lot we could have done there remotely. But I was able to get her. She had an old computer. We were able to update that to Windows 10 and transfer her office and stuff across and get, get her back up and running. But uh, we there's stuff like that you'd really need to be doing in person. But due to the... The circumstances we were able to do it remotely, but it, it wasn't ideal and it wasn't the, the the best way of doing it. But we got, we were able to get her working. Yeah, I suppose um, in the normal time people wouldn't be so forgiving of the complications, if you like. But in the lockdown time, people are more forgiving because, you know. Oh yeah, they're delighted to get to, to be able to. Because other than that, she was, I don't know. I think I think Spain are only kind of getting off the the the, the major lockdown now. So, like, this was I suppose six eight weeks ago. Yeah. But she would have lost six, eight weeks of work and not been able to do anything. So anything anything was better than nothing. Yes, definitely, definitely. So uh all right, yeah, that sounds good. So um so we've spoken about sort of what, what led you to where you're at and, and where you're at now and what pivots you've done, etc. during the lockdown and, and, and actually, you know, those pivots were, were were in place beforehand, but obviously they've ramped up a bit now. Yeah. What's what's the plans? What's this what's the sort of future look like for yourself? Yeah, like our, our plans are to obviously grow the MSP side of, of the business and uh, take on more and more businesses that are looking for like the managed IT services end of it. Um, like we were all the time taking on new vendors. Mm -hmm. We've taken on a new telephony uh, vendor who we can now provide um, cloud-based PBX, if if you know what that is, like a, your office-based phone system where you can transfer your calls around between each user. Like it's not, a, they're all in the cloud now, so you, all you have is a, a network phone that plugs in. You can bring it home, you can plug it in wherever you want, and it's, it works as if it's an on-site in, in the one office phone. Like you could have users all over the world as long as the phone's plugged into an internet connection and you can then transfer calls between each other as if you're sitting across the desk from each other. Um, so that kind of stuff we're looking at, that we've started that in the last couple of weeks, we've taken on a new email scanning system that is it's more of an add-on to, to the MSP, the, the managed contracts where we're going to be able to scan your emails before you even get them and eliminate a lot of the spam. And you'll get a, an email at the end of the day saying these are the emails that got blocked and stuff. So we're looking at doing a lot of that kind of that kind of collaborate collaboration with different vendors and stuff like that, just to grow the offering that we were given, and uh, hopefully grow our client base then out of that and uh, take on a few more techs and get them out on the road. Yeah. So uh, the phone one that you talked about then, so that's like having a company switchboard, but but across multiple locations. Exactly. Multiple yeah. So it's, 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 it's so the the company switchboard is what's called a PBX system. Um, so this is basically a cloud PBX. So the PBX is in the cloud, not on premises. So it, your phone, once you plug it into a network connection, it connects to the cloud PBX. And that's exactly the same as being on premises. You can even put an app on your phone or an app on your computer. And that's, you can answer the phone, answer your landline phone on your mobile, no matter where you are. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That's great. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's really, it's very, very smooth and it works. It works brilliantly. Yeah, so I guess you're always keeping your eye on the next developments, etc., and the next things that move to the cloud. Because once these things move to the cloud, and they, like you say, if you get them uh, integrated into your uh, service pro pro provision or offering, 
and it just enhances your stickability with your clients, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. Like we could go into go into an office and say, like before we didn't do, I, I never really got into the on-prem PBXs and on-prem phone systems, but now I can go in and say, yeah, no, we can, we can, we can replace all that PBX stuff. Like it is kind of old systems and they and they are going down the whole time. So and replacing them is 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 a big is a big spend. So this on the on the the, the cloud one is a monthly subscription service. So it it just elim, eliminates a cost for for a for a startup or for a business that they they don't really need to spend. So if we can give value to the customers like that, that we're we're able to give them. Uh, like the the MSP model, I suppose, is a, is a per user per device or per user per month or whatever way it is. Like the Office three six five model of, of of you pay monthly for for the service is it's the way a lot of stuff is going in in the in based definitely in in IT industry anyway. Like all your I don't know if you go to buy Photoshop or go to buy anything like that now. It's a monthly subscription service rather than you paying out a big lump sum for the software and installing it on one computer and only be able to use it there. Like AutoCAD, all these programs, they're all gone to the the software as a service model, which it eliminates the the, the big spend on customers and uh, on businesses, on startups and stuff like that, where they can they can grow and and they can develop and then as they want, as they need extra we can go into an office and say, yeah, we'll look after you. We'll monitor all your computers and it's a, a, a nominal, a small enough fee. Um, or then once they get a bit bigger, they say, oh, we need a backup and we need this. Some of the devices encrypted and we need an extra telephone system. We can just build up a monthly, a monthly payment, a monthly subscription service where they're not, they don't have to fork out. Like if you were to fork out for a PBX system, you'd be forking out a couple of thousand for the, for the whole system where, um, about 150 euros will get you set up on on a cloud PBX system, and then it's a it's a small monthly fee. Um, like we're we're also a, a Microsoft partner, so we can we can go on to you use the Microsoft Azure platform to build up a, a cloud based basically put put your office in the cloud, so we can have multiple virtual machines in the cloud, and you're just logging in from your computer at home. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it just and that's all done on on the monthly the monthly uh, I suppose the, the monthly billing model where you you pay for your office you can you can buy an office now it's um it's not even Office three six five anymore it's called Microsoft three six five you can um they're they're working on it I don't it hasn't come out yet where they're going to be able to rent you a machine your Windows your Office license all the all everything for a monthly. A fixed monthly fee, so you can have a ten-seat office today, and next week you might need twenty seats in it. And all you do is up your license, and the, you get the extra twenty seats. And then you come to a slow point uh, six months later, and you need to you need to get rid of ten of the seats. You just cut down the seats. You don't have to go and try sell the machines or anything like that. It's all done on a monthly a monthly basis so you you can take you can add on and take off users as you want yeah well, that's like a lot of a lot, all our all our managed services are done like that you can you can add users and take users away um and then you your build monthly then for the amount of usage you have yeah well that's that's a, a dream for entrepreneurs isn't it because you know you can build your business your it infrastructure your, you know around the staff as and when you need to uh you know increase or decrease 
exactly yeah 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 it it is the way forward like it is the way that everything's going to go is that uh, SaaS model, so it's a software as a service. They're 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 doing all these things as a service now. So you you pay monthly for it. Some people don't like the idea. Oh, I'd, I'd rather go and buy it straight out. You can still do that if you want to. But like for for someone whose business is fluctuating or going up and down, and they're bringing in summer staff or they're letting go of people at at quiet times, and they might have virtual assistants and stuff like that coming in for six month block and. They want to give. They want to just just have the the licenses there while they're there. Like it's as easy as just. Or they could be collaborating with, I don't know, people across the world who are doing different things for them. Um, and and they're able to take take on people and let go of people without having the expense of buying the all the machine, buying all the licenses, and then it's left sitting there for six months because it's not being used. So that the monthly billing system is is definitely the way that businesses need to be looking at going. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, so obviously, I guess uh, spare time with you being uh, able to work remotely and that, I, I, and being IT, I, I bet you get calls all sorts of times in the day uh, and night. But uh, what do you like to do in your spare time when you do get some? I get a bit of spare time. I uh, I be a, an avid cyclist, and uh, I just I like getting out and going for walks and doing uh, getting out in nature. I suppose, yeah, and. Uh, we uh, we also have a, a, an Airbnb at home, so that takes a bit of time as well. At the moment, it's only starting to get back going now after after the lockdown. Um, so I, I would have, I have four kids, so I'm kept busy a lot of the time. Yeah, taxi driving. And taxi driving as well. We live out the middle of the country, so we can't go anywhere without uh, without needing a lift. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, thanks very much for coming onto the podcast and uh, you know for sharing your. Uh, knowledge on your business that's been uh, very worthwhile so thanks for thanks very much thanks a million i'm sure i'm sure we'll see you at some of some events in, in in the upcoming future yes definitely definitely uh if nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day i know i will you thanks too very much for listening and cheers Fantastic. for coming on talk to you again thank you cheers thanks bye-bye <laughs>